You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome down to my basement on the south side of Chicago. My name is Chris Lanuti, and you are listening to Sacks in the Basement. I'm one half of Chris and Dave that give you Sacks in the Basement for just about two years now, 30 minutes a week, four fans, five fans, all white socks. And then the world turns. So now, ever since opening day, we've been giving you simulated white socks baseball each and every game as it would have been using MLB The Show 20 and brought to you by Cork and Carey at the Park. A Southside tradition in the shadow of Guaranteed Rate Field, Cork and Carry at the Park is not open right now for customers, but they will be eventually. We all know it's coming. You want them to still be around, so support them. Check out the amazing menu that they have. Dogs, award-winning burgers, wings, wraps, incredible appetizers. Get a feel for the ballpark while you sit back and listen to a game and crack open a cold one. Use Grubhub or go direct to CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. The Chicago White Sox lost the first of a three-game set here at home against the Tampa Bay Rays in 14 innings last night. Ninth-inning heroics from Yoan Moncada and others came up short, yet they still sit seven games above 500 at 21-14 and and just a couple of games out of first place. And while the starting pitching on this team has been way above average overall, the worst whip at 1.51 and worst ERA at 5.73 after all pitchers have seen seven starts belongs to Lucas Giolito, today's starter. A lot of this is because Giolito has given up more home runs than any other starting pitcher and six more earned runs than the next closest pitcher, Gio Gonzalez. His walks per nine inning has been 5.02 and he's the only pitcher with a negative wins above replacement. Lucas and the White Sox look to rebound tonight. Game two of the three-game set, we head out to Guaranteed Rate Field now for White Sox Simulated Baseball on Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Let's go. Welcome to Guaranteed Rate Field where the Chicago White Sox will take on the Tampa Bay Rays. The Sox sitting at 21-14 and 14 coming into today's action. The Rays at 16 and 21. And Lucas Giolito takes the mound. Seven starts and a record of two and four. 5.73 earned run average. 37 and two-thirds innings in which he's given up 36 hits and 21 walks. That's a whip of 1.51. He has 32 strikeouts so far. And Giolito says he's focused on turning things around starting tonight. Joey Wendell started things off last night in a long 14-inning game with a double. Four hours and seven minutes later, he doubled in the 14th inning and ended up being the go-ahead and winning run in last night's contest. First pitch from Giolito high, 1-0 the count. First pitch at 7-10 tonight. Wendell hitting 255, the lefty. Swings at the next pitch and sends it down the first baseline. It is hooking. Will it go foul? It does not. He takes Giolito out. The 11th home run given up by Giolito, and he gives it up to the first batter that comes up there tonight, Joey Wendell. 390 feet, curves around the foul pole, and lands in section 108. So an inauspicious start 
for the White Sox ace, who's already off to a rough start this season. As Jose Martinez comes in, hitting 238. Takes an inside slider for a strike, 0 1 the count. Now, Lopez gave up a three run home run in the first inning of last night's game, but then didn't give up anything else. Had a quality start over six innings pitched. The pitch to Grandal inside misses on a four seamer, count even at one. The Sox made a few changes today. Larry Garcia is out in center field, Danny Mendix at second. Ricky Renteria saying that was a long night, and the rookies are not used to coming back after that. He's going to give them their day off now. Get them to freshen up a little bit. Some of these guys were worn out after last night's game. 1-2 pitch now. Misses outside on a four-seam fastball. Count even at two. Giolito quickly in the wind in the pitch. Swung on and missed on a four-seamer. Inside at the knees. And there's one out here in the first. And that's what you have to do. You know, Wendell is a foot fair. He had to stand there for a while to see if that was actually going to get out fair of that home run. It's unlucky. Get back in, bear down, and have a good game the rest of the way. As Austin Meadows hitting 262 stands in, and the lefty fouls this one straight back, 0-1 the count. Seven homers for Meadows. He had one last night, 15 RBI, and 870 OPS. Giolito into the wind and the pitch. Swung on and missed. 12-6 curveball on the outside corner. Meadows, second on his team right now with seven home runs. Seven home runs on the White Sox will put him fifth. A low circle change. Misses. One and two the count. Overcast skies tonight. But enough sun getting through at least early on here, although it is a night game, so it will go down. This one's in the dirt. Two and two now. Curveball just kind of dropped out a little bit too soon on Giolito. Nicely blocked by Grandal. The next offering. Swung on and foul back a four-seamer. Count remains even. Abreu's at first, Mendick at second. Anderson at short, Mancada at third. Grandal behind the plate. As this one misses low and the count is full, three and two. Jimenez in left, Larry Garcia in center, and Adam Engel gets to start in right field tonight with a lefty on the mound, although he struggled last night in some big situations. Renteria deciding to get him right back out there. This one is skied out down the right field line and caught about six, seven feet before it gets to the wall. So two deep ones down the line so far. Lefty's trying to pull Giolito out. Two outs, though, and Brandon Lowe comes up hitting 282. He had a rough night last night. If you didn't get a hit in a game that went 14, your average took a big hit. Remember, we're only in May. You go like 0 for 6, 0 for 7. And a lot of things changed in your uh, in your line. Your baseball card looks a little different today. 1-1 one one the count. Quickly to low the second baseman. The next offering on the way. Sky it out to right field again. Angle underneath this one. About mid-range in the outfield. Can of corn. So everybody hit it right down the line. One of them got out. Midway through the first, Rays lead the White Sox 1-0. Ryan Yarbrough, seven starts so far, 3-2 with a 2.82 earned run average. 38 in the thirds innings where he gave up 35 hits and 16 walks for a 1.33 whip. 26 strikeouts. Here's a guy that the Rays sometimes use as an opener and a guy that sometimes they use as a full-on starter. They don't really indicate it before the game starts how they're going to use the lefty. As Tim Anderson stands in against him. 
to kick off the bottom of the first inning. The pitch on the way. Low and outside cut fastball misses. 1-0. The Rays, 16-21. and 21, Fourth in the American League East. With only the Orioles trailing them. Anders is hitting 331, tied with Moncada. At the top with eligible hitters. This one sent back to right field. Back on the track, it will be caught. T.A. tries to take it out right away, but cannot. And hopefully we won't have a night like last night. A lot of guys stranded. A lot of fly balls caught on the track. Sox need to get over the hump tonight. Rondell comes up with one out, hitting 234. He played for most of last night's game. James McCann come in after him. And he had a really nice back half of the game. He basically took care of extras. As in the bottom of the ninth, Grandal got on. Pinch runner led to McCann going behind the plate. And he singles up the middle with a base hit. So Grandal's on with one out. You can cancel the post-game show for both of these pitchers. And here comes Jose Abreu. Abreu hitting 277. Takes a change up. Low at the knees for a strike. Nine homers, 22 RBI. A 9.03 OPS. Had a rough time against Charlie Morton the first few at-bats he had him. Eventually got a double. And I thought he played relatively well in that game. He also was pinch run for in the ninth inning. It's one of the reasons the White Sox were even able to tie the game. So he missed extras. So he's a lot fresher. Change up low, swung on and missed. One and two, the count is quickly. The pitch. Swung on and missed on an inside cut fastball. And Abreu who had not struck out a lot in the first month and a week or month and week and a half of the season. has entered May. We've seen him swing and miss a lot over the last few days. So he's got something to work out. Two outs in the bottom of the first inning, and Yoan Mankata comes up. He's the other one hitting 331. Anderson was out in his first at-bat, so if Mankata can get on, he will lead the team in batting average. Five homers, 18 RBIs, a 9.09 OPS. First pitch of ball, 1-0 the count with Grandal on first. Cut fastball, catches the outside corner. 1-1 the count. Yoan has scored nine times in the last ten games. Swings and misses at a cut fastball in on the knees. 1-2. and two. Next offering, low changeup. 2-2 two two the count. Grandal with a moderate lead. The pitch. Low in the dirt. It's going to roll a little bit. Yasmani is going to fake towards second, but realize it didn't get away far enough. Count is full. And the pitch. Swung on and missed on an inside cut fastball. Yarbrough is tying him up early. After one, the White Sox trail by one. G-Man Choi comes in, hitting 228. Got an OPS, though, of 784. He's on an eight-game hitting streak. He got his eighth hit in eight games in the 13th inning last night, which is hysterical because that game that game could have been over at so many different points. But he has a hit streak because it wasn't over until he got that hit. 1-0 to him quickly. The next pitch from Giolito. Swung on and sent out in the right field against the shift. It still gets in between Mendick and Engel. Maybe the only patch of grass they couldn't cover. And that's a base hit. So now, what we're seeing so far is everything the Rays have made contact with has been sent out in the right field. G 
Giolito throws a four-seamer inside for a strike. 0-1 to Adamas. Hitting 296, the infielder, with three home runs and 14 RBI. Next one's in the dirt, gets away. Choi's going to head to second base easily. Let's see how they score this one. It's going to be a wild pitch on Giolito that advances the runner. I got to tell you, I'm confused by Lucas Giolito's start. It is a frustrating thing to watch. Because you feel like he's a lot better pitcher than what is showing up during these games. Swung on and missed a four-seamer, one and two the count. Like, I find myself rooting extra hard for him to have a good game. He gave up a home run to the leadoff hitter. He's got one on second right now. Now this one is jacked deep towards left field. If it's fair, it's gone. And it's gone. There is definitely something wrong with Lucas Giolito. We're eight games into the season. He has given up 12 home runs so far. He has a losing record, a negative war, an ERA over five, and a whip over 1.5. That one gets out 395 feet right along the foul pole. So two home runs right along the pole. The Sox trail three to nothing already. And Diaz comes up hitting 261 and lifts this one out to left field. Big fly and Jimenez underneath it. And this, this staff, this bullpen, they're worn out after last night. Everybody gave their all. And Giolito needs to find a way to get things put back together here. Or this is going to be a blowout. Because we can't bring in a relief pitcher in the third inning. Not after a 14-inning game last night. Zanito swings and misses at the first offering. The catcher is 0-1 with one out here in the top of the second inning. The pitch on the way. Curveball gets across, 1-2. and two. I'm sorry, 0-2. The next offering. Swung on and missed, so three pitches and he puts him down. Two outs here in the top of the second inning. Honestly, if you take out the home runs, and I'm not saying all of them. I'm not expecting him to be a perfect pitcher, but if he's just doing the average that the other four pitchers on this staff are doing, he would be in games a lot longer, and he would have at least one to two more wins. The long ball has killed Lucas Giolito. I also feel like the defense has let him down more than anybody. He has more unearned runs than anyone on the staff. It seems like every fifth day on Giolito Day, everything goes wrong, and it goes wrong quick early on in the game. As this one now is sent out deep in the right field from Kermeyer, a solo shot, and it's 4 to nothing, and the boos are coming down. 382 feet out, Lucas Giolito has given up three home runs and four runs in an inning and two-thirds pitched. He had seven days off between this start and his previous. He is fresh. There's no way he could be fresher. And this is not how Sox fans wanted to see this game start out. The Sox are going to have to start thinking about what they're going to do about Lucas Giolito as Don Cooper is going to come out to talk to him. You can't even go to your long reliever, Carson Fulmer. It'd be patchwork to get through this thing. You really can't even consider it at this point. Everybody is taxed after last night. Up at the plate and into the wind is Giolito. Theoretically, with all the days off, you could bring in another starting pitcher. You'd have to skip Giolito the next time around or that starting pitcher. 
There's been talk of Michael Kopech, do you, but do you really want the start of one game to change your plan? I don't think that's what they're going to do. It's one game in 162, and they do have a good offense. If Lucas can get it back together, he sits 2-1 and one right now to Wendell. There's no telling what the Sox offense can do. They came back last night. And the game started off with them trailing 3 to nothing. It's 4 nothing here as Wendell, who already hit a home run, puts this one out into left center field. Garcia's over to make the catch. And the inning ends. Midway through the second, we're already chasing four. Sox need the bats tonight. Aloy Jimenez has 28 RBI. A lot behind that is his 10 home runs. He's hitting 274 right now, and he's been one of the hotter players up at the plate for the White Sox in the past couple of weeks. He takes this one down the third baseline foul. He's hitting 375 over his last four games. Last night, almost won it in the ninth with a ball that was a foot or so away from the wall. And would have gotten out of here and won that game in walk-off fashion. Instead, a great play made by Kiermaier, who just hit that solo shot to make it 4 to nothing, and now Jimenez is 0-2 on a swinging strike. Chops the next one foul. 0-2, the count remains. The pitch on the way. Inside cut fastball misses. 1-2, the count. Yarbrough, the lefty. Taking his time, deciding what he wants to do next. Meanwhile... The Rockies beat up on the Tigers in Detroit, 8-2. I believe it was almost the exact opposite yesterday. Change up low misses. Count is even at two now. Jimenez crawling out of a hole in this count. Let's see what he can do. Low cut fastball misses now. 3-2. The count is full with Encarnacion on deck. Jimenez has been more patient at the plate over the last couple of weeks and it's been the reason that the average has climbed almost 50 points over the last two, three weeks. This one's rifled into the gap in left center field for a base hit. Aloy's on with a single. And he leads off the inning getting on base and that's all he can ask for. Encarnacion comes up 22 RBIs with 10 home runs. Had a big home run in the eighth inning the other night on Sunday night to tie that game in the eighth against the Orioles before the White Sox walked it off in the ninth. First pitch to him is a high-cut fastball across for a strike, 0-1 the count. He was one for four last night with a couple of walks. Played the entire game. Sinker outside misses, 1-1 the count. Sox need to manufacture runs and get back into this game. Outside cut fastball, he holds off on it. 2-1. The pitch. Chop foul back to the backstop. Count is even at two with no outs here in the bottom of the second inning. And Jimenez on first base. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed on a cut fastball inside. Encarnacion, the leader in strikeouts on the team, will take a seat. And Adam Engel will come up to the plate now for the sacks. He let you down a few times last night if you're a big Adam Engel fan. Twice with the bases loaded. He was unable to get a hit. He could have... Put one into the left field area now, and it falls in for a base hit. So on the first pitch, Angle gets off the snide coming off a rough evening last night where I'm sure he felt like the GOAT. He's right back to work tonight with a base hit, and there's two on with one out. 
And up comes Larry Garcia hitting 281 and playing center tonight. The eight hitter takes a cut fastball in the outside corner. 0-1 the count. Yarbrough checks Jimenez at second. Now this one is sent down the third baseline foul and quickly in the hole, 0-2. Garcia has been doing pretty well while not getting consistency at one position. Checks the pitch up. He can't believe the umpire is going to say he went. He tries to get him to appeal. He will not. I don't think he went. They're going to ring him up on a strikeout. That bat didn't even get all the way off his shoulders, I don't think. I know his hips are going there. Umpire called because it was a high inside pitch, which gives the impression that the bat was too close to that ball. Next one's ground to second base, an easy ground out. They're going to take the force at second on the fielder's choice, and the Rays are out of the inning. Questionable strikeout, and then a quick ground out from Danny Mendick. End of two, 4-0 Tampa Bay. Jose Martinez is 0 for 1. If you're a righty hitter, you haven't had as good a time uh, as the lefty hitters have had against Lucas Giolito. Giolito to the righty. Swung on and missed a four-seamer over the top of his bat. 0-1 the count. Martinez leads the Rays with 22 RBI so far. The next offering from the sack starter. Crossed the zone at the knees of four-seamer. 0-2 the count. Giolito into the wind. Swung on and missed on a 12-6 curve. And he sits him down right away. His third strikeout of the game. Two of them against this man. But now Austin Meadows will come up. He's a pretty good hitting lefty. I got to tell you, I was shocked when the Pittsburgh Pirates decided they were going to trade this guy away. They gave up way too much in that deal. The Rays fleeced them. I think anytime the Rays are interested in a young player, you got to think to yourself, maybe we haven't evaluated the guy right. Maybe he's pretty good. First pitch outside to Meadows. 1-0 the count. Next offering also outside a four-seam fastball, 2-0. He's hitting 526 over his last four games. So he's hot. The pitch. Strike outside corner for Seamer. 2-1 the count. The Royals got beat up in a day game today, losing 7-1 to Houston. Low inside fastball misses. 3-1 the count. Brandon Lowe stands on deck. Next pitch misses. He walked him. Circle changed just too low. According to the ump. There's a runner on first now with one out here in the top of the third inning. And you are in the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning right now. Family Waterproofing Solutions out of Evergreen Park on the southwest side is also available to anybody, basically, in northern Illinois. They cover everything, it seems like, and a lot of northwest Indiana. And they're family-owned. They're veteran-owned as well, Ken's a Marine. This pitch goes for a strike against Brandon Lowe. They got sacks in the basement deals. They'll do the estimates over video chat for you if you want to be more comfortable and stay safe during these uncertain times. Four-seamer misses high, one and one the count. And a portion of all proceeds from every job they do goes to veterans and first responders. Two and one now the count. Lowe's 0 for 1. Takes an outside circle change, and now it's 3 and 1. Giolito, who not only leads the team in home runs given up, but leads all the starters in the amount of walks that he's given up. 
Doesn't want to put two on now with a walk. The pitch. Fouled off down the third base line. The count is full. Lowe now swings on the next one and jacks it down the first base line. He waves for it to stay fair. And it will not. Oh, thank you. He started to trot. I'm watching him. Just misses the pole, thankfully. And now Giolito strikes him out on an outside slider that Lowe thought was ball four. Whew. I mean, he went into the animation like he hit a home run. He started trotting. Luckily, it was not a home run. Two outs now here in the top of the third, but Giolito that close to letting this game get out of hand. It's already four to nothing. With two outs here in the top of the third, he's already up to 49 pitches. This will be his 50th as he's 0-1 already on G-Man Choi. The pitch. High inside fastball misses 1-1. One one. The next offering. A slider low at the knees, 1-2 and two the count. Before the game, Ricky Renteria said that the entire bullpen is not at 100%. Every single one of these guys still trying to get back into their, their full form, but everybody's available with the exception of Carson Fulmer, who's gassed after basically trying to will this team to a victory last night in extras. 2-2 two and two the count, misses outside in a four-seamer, and once again, we're full, and if he has to use this many pitches... That bullpen is about to have the door knocked down again. Next offering. 12-6 curveball misses. Ball four. Coop's coming out again to talk to Giolito. He has had pretty much every batter he's seen here in the third inning in a full count. He's sitting on 54 pitches through two and two-thirds innings. And he's given up four runs already with runners on first and second. And yeah, he looks worn out on the mound. He looks disgusted. But here's Willie Adamez, who had a two-run home run already in this game. He's got two on now. So Giolito's got to get right. Here's the pitch. Forrest Seamer just misses high, 1-0 the count. The next pitch. Low Forrest Seamer misses, 2-0 the count. Giolito gets a four-seamer across and a swinging strike, 2-1. Next one's chopped foul down the first baseline. And another foul ball down the third baseline. Here is pitch number 60 for Lucas Giolito here in the third. And it's fouled back. This offering's fly down the left field. Jimenez comes in quickly and makes a play in shallow left. Saving Giolito's bacon. Luckily, he was on his horse. He was the only one who was going to get to it. Midway through the third, the Rays lead it by four. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at familybasementwaterproofing.com. 
Let's take a look at the White Sox hitting stats so far, seeing as how we're having such trouble with the pitching. In the American League, they rank third in runs per game, fifth in average and on-base percentage, and fourth in slugging, home runs, and stolen bases. And they're top ten in the majors in all of those categories. So the team has an offense. Four to nothing is daunting. But here in the bottom of the third, it is not an impossibility for this team to come back in this game. And that's why it's important that even though Lucas Giolito doesn't have his best stuff, even though the switch hasn't been turned on yet in the season here, in the first week of May, this team has every opportunity to make this a game if he can keep them in it. T.A. comes up. He's 0 for 1. He fouls this one down the third base line. Next one's lifted out in the right field. Get down. It will for a base hit. Anderson's on to the leadoff man aboard here in the bottom of the third inning. T.A. is second in the American League and third in the majors in stolen bases. He's stealing him at about an 85% clip. It's a cut fastball. Just misses on Grandal, who's batting righty against the lefty Yarbrough. And it's 1-0. The problem is... Against lefty pitchers, he is less than 50-50. He does not get a good jump against them. And that's what Yarbrough is, is a changeup. Swung on and missed, one and one. The next pitch, pop foul back to the backstop, one and two the count. They're going to throw over to Anderson now. It would make sense with two strikes to the count. If the Sox are like, well, maybe Grandal isn't going to advance him, let's get him over. That's what the Rays are thinking. We'll see if he goes. He will stay. This one's fouled off down the first base line. Count remains one and two. Yarbrough, very efficient so far. 37 pitches here as he sits in the third inning. A low inside cut fastball misses. Two and two, the count is even. With Abreu on deck. Next one misses outside. It was a sinker. Not close enough to the plate. The count is full. Sacks need to learn to string hits together. More often than not, they're relying on the long ball to get their RBIs. And they're leaving too many guys on base, especially over the last week. This one's fouled off down the first baseline. They have been very efficient getting runs in. And then they had a lot of days off. Three of them over a period of 10 days. This one's grounded in the left field for a base hit. And Anderson's in the second easily. First and second with no outs. It seemed like even though the rest was needed for this team, they lost the groove they were in offensively. They're still putting up stats, but it's not as timely. They need timely hitting. Here comes Jose Abreu with runners on first and second and no outs here in the bottom of the third inning. A low cut fastball misses one and one the count. Abreu's hitting 275, struck out in the first inning. This is where it normally becomes an issue for the Sox. All last night they get two runners on, sometimes three, and they couldn't push one across. Low cut fastball misses 2-0. Oh. You got a runner on second base with Speed and Anderson. Grandal is basically a station-to-station runner right now. The pitch. Low inside sinker. 3-0 and oh the count with Mancata on deck. We'll see if Renteria gives the red light or the green light to Jose Abreu here with a 3-0 count. And here we go. Rip down the third baseline. Stay fair. It just goes foul. 3-1. That would have scored a run and put Grandal on third. Next one is sent to third base. They're going to go around the horn, 5-4-3 to to with the double play. That's what I'm talking about. Anderson standing on third base, but now you have two outs. Abreu leads this team, grounding into double plays so far this year. And that's something you don't want from your three-hitter. So there are holes, even though this offense is much improved. 
over last year. A lot to work on still. Moncada fouls this one off down the first baseline. He has 42 hits, which places him second on the White Sox list. He's 0-1 right now, and he needs one more hit to get this run. Down the third baseline, hooking foul. So he's 0-2 quickly. Yarbrough puts the first two runners on. And now, this could be a base hit in the center field. It's falling. It is. A base hit by Moncada. Scores Anderson, and the Sox get a run. And that's a big deal. Get a run here and there when it's early in the game. Hold them. Before you know it, you're back in it. Trailing by three now. Jimenez comes to the plate one for one. Makata on first, and the first pitch is low. A curveball, 1-0 the count. Singled in the second inning. Average up now to 281. He's slugging 558 so far. Fouls this one back, count even at one. Makata with a solid lead over at first. The pitch on the way. Low cut fastball, misses 2-1 the count. This one sent over to second base, scooped up by low and sent over to first. The inning is over, but not before the White Sox get a run. Another Yuan Mancata RBI. He has the last three the White Sox have gotten in this series. And after three, the White Sox are trailing 4-1. Coming into the fourth inning, I feel like this is going to be a really big inning for Lucas Giolito. He's got 61 pitches. First one's inside for a ball to Yandy Diaz. Diaz is the seven hitter. He gets the bottom of their lineup and a chance to extend his outing. But a ball outside makes it 2-0. He was 2-0. I was going to say he needs to be efficient. He needs to put the start in the rearview mirror and do what he can for his team until relief can be there for him. This one's flying out to center field. Can't accord for Garcia. He puts it away almost in dead center. And there's one out here in the top of the fourth. Zanito comes up. He struck out on three pitches the last time up. Sitting 265. He's the catcher for this Rays team. The righty stands in, and the righty Giolito delivers. Swung on and sent out into right field. Trailing over towards center a little bit is Engel. He's underneath it. And there's two gone. So I said efficiency. So far, only four pitches, two outs here in the top of the fourth. Kiermaier had a home run already in this game, a solo shot. It was the fourth run for the Rays. Swung at the first pitch. This pitch gets across for a strike. 0-1 the count. He was tough last night, too. For a guy in the ninth spot, he has been pesky for the White Sox this series. And once he gets on, he has speed. The 0-1 pitch to him with two outs here in the top of the fourth. Fouled off down the third baseline, 0-2. Giolito takes the sign from Grandal, who sets up inside. This pitch hits him right in the back. And Kiermaier goes down. And he gets up and stares at Giolito, takes one step towards him. Grandal's going to stand out in front of him. we got a few people getting out of the dugout. Looks like cooler heads are going to prevail here. I don't know with two outs he wants to take a shot at you. I didn't see anything weird on the home run. Kiermaier must have thought he did something to tick off Giolito, but here's a guy who's just trying to survive and get by. He's got your 0-2. He doesn't want to hit you. High outside fastball now to the leadoff hitter, Wendell. It's called a strike with speed on first base. You could almost be assured he's going to steal because he's angry. 12-6 curveball in the outside corner. 0-2 quickly to Wendell. Giolito, nine pitches so far in this inning. He'd like to finish it off now. The pitch on the way. Foul back. Count remains 0-2. Next pitch inside slider. 1-2 the count. 
He almost hit that batter as well. Two outs, top of the fourth. Runner on first. One and two count. Sox trail by three. This one's grounded down the first baseline. Foul. Fans trying to cheer on Giolito to get through this inning. Jams him, and it's going to get over the head of the second baseman, Mendick, who makes a good effort for it. Garcia comes in and grabs it, holding the runner, Kiermaier, to second base. A jam shot right in on the hands. Finds its way for a base hit. And after he got two outs on only four pitches, Giolito now has put two on. And Jose Martinez comes up 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. Giolito throws a 12-6 curve that just misses 1-0 the count. He said this was a big inning for Giolito. I meant it. You can't get back any runs after your team gets their first one as they try to climb back into this game. Four Seamer misses outside, 2-0 the count. Martinez hits 341 with runners in scoring position. Takes a strike down the middle, 2-1 now on a four Seamer. Kiermaier can run. I don't think anybody's throwing him out on a base hit into the outfield if he gets a good jump. Inside pitch misses, 3-1 with Meadows on deck. And this is the worst case scenario for this inning unfolding before your eyes or your ears. The pitch from Giolito. Chop foul, thank you very much. He went for one low in the zone. It was going to be borderline that call. Lucas takes a breath, gets the sign, and delivers the full count pitch. Struck him out on the outside corner. Four seam fastball looking. Martinez is going to stand there and argue for a few moments and throw the bat towards the dugout. But the Sox are out of it midway through the fourth. They trail by three. Edwin Encarnacion has got a strikeout. He's 0 for 1. He's hitting 248 now. Slugging 541. He's down in that six spot because of all the strikeouts. And he's down in that six spot because of the average. That's for sure. Inside sinker taken for a strike. There's a shift on with Diaz, Adames, and Lowe all between second and third base. Choi's playing second instead of first. Change up foul back going to the count quickly. The Rays jumped out quickly with three Actually, four of the first two innings. Giolito had a rough time. This one's lifted out into the gap in right center field, but they got a man there. Encarnacion is retired by the fleet of foot Austin Meadows who gets into the gap and makes that play in the air. Adam Engel comes up. He's one for one with a single in the second inning. He goes to work with one out here in the bottom of the fourth as Yarbrough throws his 57th pitch inside cut fastball for a ball, 1-0 the count. The next offering... Rip the third base. Nice play on the one-hop. Diaz sends it over to first, and Engel is retired. It was a hard-hit ball, but it was right at him. He was basically playing defense to make sure he didn't lose his face. He makes the catch on the one-hop and gets it over to first in plenty of time, and Garcia, 0-for-1, comes to the plate with two outs. Cut fastball down the middle. Goes for a strike, 0-1. Now he lifts this one out of the left field, tailing back towards the track. It's not getting out of here, though. It'll be caught right at the track for a fly out to the left fielder. Sacks go down 1-2-3 in the bottom of the fourth, and they still trail 4-1. Top of the fifth inning, Austin Meadows, a lefty, comes up. Giolito throws a four-seam fastball outside for a ball, 1-0 the count. The Sacks start off this inning getting Jimmy Cordero and Jace Fry up after a rough start for Giolito. They're going to make sure they at least have some protection here. They want to keep this game close. He had 80 pitches coming into the inning. 
And his 82nd pitch misses 2-0. Oh. He's falling behind a lot in each and every at-bat, it seems like. He's falling behind a lot of counts going full. He's working very, very hard here and not getting the results that he wants. This one's fouled off. 2-1 and one the count. The next offering to Meadows. Ripped down the first baseline, hooking foul. 2-2 two and two the count is even. To Meadows, who's 0-1. for 1. Into the wind is Giolito. Jam shot into center field. Heading back is Leary Garcia will make the catch. Dead center. And that's a long fly out for Meadows. One out. You're in the DP3 tech, fifth inning, as Brandon Lowe steps up 0 for 2 with one out. DP3 tech has partnered with Microsoft and come up with an incredible solution for any business of any size. We're all working from home, or at least a lot of us are, not all of us. God bless those that still have to go out and do their jobs. But if you're working from home, or if you're a business that has employees working from home, you want to give a call or reach out to DP3 Tech as the count is even at one to low. Giolito into the wind. And this one in the dirt, two and one the count. Imagine if you could share anything or get people on or have them talk from one person to another. Everybody in the business linked together with a click of a button and reliability and a good picture and all the stuff you need. That's what DP3 Tech has developed. When this whole thing started, people had to rely on whatever was around. This one's grounded over to Mendick, who's going to shuffle it off to first base and Abreu for the 4-3 putout, two outs. G-Man Choi steps in, one for one with a single and a run scored. But think about it. You just had to work with whatever there was. Now, DP3 Tech has actual technology developed and put together specifically for what businesses are facing right now. Details coming up here. Midway through the fifth, make sure you got a pen and paper ready. First pitch, a strike to Choi. The next one ripped over to Moncada. He jumps and makes it. A big jumping stab on a line drive. It was headed for a base hit. Moncada saves the hit, and we're out of the fifth. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today. 312-896-2450 or email info at dp3tech.com. Danny Mendick comes to the plate in the bottom of the fifth inning with the White Sox trailing 4-1. to one. Ryan Yarbrough has 60 pitches, 61. is a cut fastball down the middle for a strike. Brendan McKay and Trevor Richards, the lefty and righty respectively, were already warming up for the Rays. The Sox have double barrel action. Fry's still up, and Evan Marshall is now throwing instead of Cordero as they're keeping guys fresh in this game, hoping they can climb back into it. Lifted into right field, a base hit for Mendick. He's on. So the base knock for the speedy second baseman for the Chicago White Sox. He was a pinch runner last night that scored on the Mancata single to tie the game in the ninth. Has been losing a little bit of playing time to the young Nick Madrigal, but gets a start tonight. Tim Anderson comes up one for two with a single and a run scored already. He's got a runner on first base. Sox hoping to continue to chip away a little bit. Get back in there against the Rays. And Ryan Yarbrough, the lefty, delivers. 
Outside misses on a cut fastball, 1-0. The next offering, swung on and missed. That's a curveball, 1-1 one one the count. The next pitch, misses low, change up, 2-1. Two 2-1 one. Two one count, leadoff man's on, no out to the bottom of the fifth. Mendick takes off, swung on and sent into right field. The hit and run was on. Mendick rounds second and heads into third. And the White Sox first and third with a nice hit and run. Second baseman low goes over to cover to throw. And Anderson puts it right where he was standing through that hole on the right side of the infield. Mendick goes all the way to third. They're first and third on the hit and run. And Grandal comes up with no outs here in the bottom of the fifth. Ricky Renteria trying to get something going with a nice call on the hit and run. Grandal is two for two with two singles in this game. Hitting from the right side still against the lefty Yarbrough. First pitch misses inside on a cut fastball, 1-0. This one's passed short and out in the left field. A base hit under the glove of Willie Adamas. So the Sox string together three hits and get a run as Mendick crosses the plate. Anderson into second base. First and second, still no outs here in the bottom of the fifth. And Jose Abreu comes up 0 for 2. And the Sox with a big chance here as Yarbrough throws a curveball outside. Ball one. The offense coming alive here in the bottom of the fifth. One run isn't enough for me with no outs at Anderson on second, though. Cut fastball, misses outside, 2-0. 12 stolen bases for Anderson. All of them of second base at this point. 85.7%. A low cut fastball at the knees makes it 2-1. With the middle of your order coming up, though, I don't know if you take the risk here. I think you wait and see if one of them can get a hit. Swung on and sent up the middle. That's a base hit. Anderson's going to round third base. There's going to be a throw home. He is safe underneath the tag. It was close. T.A. gets around the tag coming home and scores and gets this within one. The White Sox trail four to three on a base hit up the middle by Abreu. And Moncada steps in now and takes a ball outside. Still no outs in the bottom of the fifth inning. It's a whole new ball game. This offense was not going to be held down for long. No outs, bottom of the fifth, two runs in already. First and second for the Sox. And now a 2-0 count to Moncada as that ball misses low and inside. He's hitting 353 with runners in scoring position. He does not have a quick runner in second base. Yo-Yo with the 2-0 pitch on the way. Takes a cut fastball that just hits the outside corner enough. A close call. 2-1, the count could very easily be 3-0. The pitch to Moncada. Inside cut fastball, misses 3-1 with Aloy Jimenez waiting on deck. Moncada has shown a lot of patience at the plate. He's not perfect. But Yarbrough is going to really have to go after him here if he's going to get him out with a 3-1 count. Swung on and sent out to left center field. That's going to get down under the gap. Grandal is going to come around and score. We have a tie ball game. All knotted up at 4 right here in the DP3 Tech fifth inning. And they're gonna come out and get Ryan Yarbrough. So somehow Giolito outlasts Yarbrough. It's a 4-4 game. Moncada's on first, Abreu's on second. There's still no outs here in the fifth inning. And Jimenez is gonna await the new pitcher coming in. Trevor Richards is coming in, he's a righty. This is his 17th appearance. He's got 29 and two thirds innings pitch. 2-1 record with a 5.16 earned run average. Righties are hitting 306 against him. Lefties are hitting 343. 25 strikeouts to 16 walks. So he can be gotten. And Jimenez stands in for the first pitch. 
Inside cut fastball taken. It was a close pitch. 1-0. Patience at the plate with a new reliever is a good thing. You don't know if the guy has it yet. He's in the pressure situation. Let him work through the pressure. Don't you make it easy on him. Next pitch swung on and missed a four-seamer in the zone. Jimenez is hitting 355 with runners in scoring position. The 1-1 pitch. Hits the outside corner on a four-seamer. Quickly 1-2. Jimenez didn't like the pitch. But it does go for a strike. Tie game. Bottom of the fifth. Everything in this inning was done with no outs. Three runs already in in this inning for the Sox. Swung on and missed on a four-seamer. Jimenez goes down. I'm going to tell you something. He has a tendency to have a rough time with the guy the first time he sees him, especially when you bring in a relief pitcher against him. If he didn't get a good look at him with the batter in front of him facing the guy while he's on the on-deck circle, I think his numbers go down. I'm sure there's a way to figure that out. Encarnacion comes up now with one out here in the bottom of the fifth and sends this one foul down the first base line, 0-1 the count. Angles on deck. We're in a 4-4 game now. I expect Giolito to start the top of the sixth, but they will have the pen going. Four-seamer misses below the knees, 1-1 one one the count. If this doesn't get a guy like Lucas Giolito excited to come out in the next inning, I don't know what does. Swung on, couldn't hold back on a check swing. The count is 1-2. and two. Encarnacion mad at himself. He chased one way outside the zone. So 1-2 and two the count with one out here in the bottom of the fifth. And then he swings and misses on one that's way too inside. Encarnacion, two ugly strikeouts tonight. And Richards comes in and puts out the fire so far with two strikeouts of the five and the six hitter for the White Sox. Jimenez and Encarnacion with runners on. Up comes Adam Engel. The first offering to him is a high four-seamer taken for a strike. The 0-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. The four-seamer inside, 0-2. Is Richards going to come in and strike out three in a row with no outs and two on? Cut fastball, misses, 1-2. and two. I don't know. When you get a new pitcher in, he's throwing from the other side of the plate. Maybe you're just like, I don't know what this guy's throwing. You're confused. The pitch. Swung on and missed. Drop third strike. They're going to throw it down to first base. Angles out. So he comes in and strikes out three right away to put out the fire that was burning. The Rays only give up the three runs. This game is tied after five. Lucas Giolito enters the inning with 92 pitches. Willie Adamez is one for two with a two-run home run against him. He's going to lead it off. Giolito's first offering is sent out into center field. Larry Garcia comes in and makes a diving grab. I felt like he was just going to make it on the run. Did he do that for the drama? Gets that in the right center field gap. A nice diving stab by Leary. There's one out. Yandy Diaz, the seven hitters, 0 for 2 with two flyouts. He stands in. Giolito takes the sign and the pitch. This one's lifted out to left field now. Jimenez underneath it. Can of corn, and there's two gone. Mike Zunino is coming up to the plate. Renteria's out talking right now with Giolito. I think what concerns him is that those were both two solidly hit balls, and all he did was throw two pitches. And he's asking him, are you guys on? And I think he's talking more to Grandal, asking him what's going on, and what he thinks his pitcher has left, and I think they're going to the bullpen right here. They are. So that's going to be it for Giolito. 
coming into the game is Evan Marshall. So Lucas Giolito goes five and two-thirds, gives up four runs. He did hold it down, and he didn't have a lot today. But those last two pitches were both rocketed right off the bats of the Rays hitters. And after you've tied the game, you're not interested in letting them get back with the lead. Marshall comes in for his 14th appearance. He's 1-0 with a 2.65 earned run average over 17 innings. Lefty's hitting 184 against him. Righty's hitting 217. 11 strikeouts and three walks. We saw him for a little bit last night. And with two outs and nobody on here in the top of the sixth inning, he gets Zanito, who's 0 for 2. The pitch. Swung on and missed on a low fastball. 0-1 the count. Next offering a strike for Seymour high outside corner. 0-2 quickly. Marshall takes the sign. The pitch. Just misses on a changeup low at the knees. 1-2. Sacks trail this game 4-0. They have not hit one out today. The thing that they have had the hardest time doing which is manufacturing runs, getting guys on, getting them over, and getting them in. They did that to get four runs in and tie this, and now Zanito cracks this one deep, and it's gone. Wow, did that decision backfire. Zanito was 0 for 2. Giolito had given up two really well-hit balls. It took a diving stab by Garcia, and Jimenez back at the track to get the first two outs. You bring in Marshall... He gets the guy 0-2 and gives up a 417-foot home run. And it's 5-4 Rays here with two outs in the sixth inning. That Sachs bullpen has been doing so well when they get the ball, but have stumbled a lot, I would say, in the last six to seven days. They are not as automatic as they used to be. The next one's flying out to Jimenez on the first pitch. Mike Zanito with a home run, 5-4 Rays. Leori Garcia comes in 0-2. He'll bat from the left side against the righty Richards, who stays in the game. Throws a curveball low for a ball, 1-0 the count. The next pitch on the way. Sent down the third baseline. It is hooking foul. No, it's fair ball! It hits the chalk. Garcia in the second base. And he's got a double. That ball hung up there forever. You can see the shadow and the ball. Coming across to the foul line, it got to the foul line and never moved again. Like the wind changed directions on it. Garcia never stopped hustling on it. And he's in the second base with a leadoff double, and that's what you need here. As Danny Mendick steps in in the first pitch to him, is a ball low on a cut fastball. So the leadoff man out with a double. Mendick now tries to lay down the butt and pops it back foul. One and one. Next offering a strike right down the middle. Mendick doesn't do anything with it. Got frozen. One and two now to him. Mendick takes a high four seamer. Two and two the count. Garcia with a good lead at second. He's got good speed. Low inside four seamer. The count is full. Tim Anderson's on deck. We have seen the Rays hit four home runs in this game. The White Sox have hit none. You would have told me that before this game. I would have told you were crazy. Fouled off down the first baseline. He got that off the end of his bat. Protecting the plate. Count remains full. No outs in the bottom of the six. The payoff pitch. Also foul back. Mendick hanging in there. Taking his licks. They'll try again with the count full. Up the middle. That's going to get through. Garcia's going to come around third base. 
and he is going to score, and this game is tied again at five. A back-and-forth battle, much like last night, between these two teams. Mendick with the big hit, gets the run in. He's on first base, there's still no outs, and Tim Anderson comes to the plate. No outs, bottom of the sixth, Anderson's on. Mendick goes on the first pitch, down the middle, it's a strike. Mendick is safe at second base with a stolen base. His first of the season. So now we got a runner in scoring position yet again. And an 0-1 count to Anderson. Sends this down to first base. That would have been a double play. Instead, he can only step on the bag as Mendick advances to third. So the stolen base was a big deal there. We got a runner on third with one gone here in the bottom of the sixth. And Grandal comes up three for three in this game. He just needs to put it deep to get the lead for the first time today for the White Sox. A high four-seamer misses. 1-0 the count. Richards was filthy last inning. Brown to the first base. Off the glove. Garcia's going to come home. He is safe. They will get the ball back to first to get Grandal. It goes off the glove of Choi and goes into foul territory by the time he corrals it. Garcia scampers home to give the White Sox the lead. All he can do is flip it to his pitcher coming over to cover first. There's two outs in the bottom of the sixth. There's nobody on, but the White Sox have gotten two across and lead this game for the first time. Six to five sacks. The 1-0 pitch to Jose Abreu. A ball low on a curveball. Abreu's one for three. He's 2-0 on the count right now with two outs here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Rays are up four to nothing. An inauspicious start for a struggling Lucas Giolito. He finds a way to finish going five and two-thirds innings and leaves the game while it's tied with nobody on. At four, after the Sox had clawed back, Evan Marshall comes in, needs just one out, gives up a home run. It's five to four. The Sox immediately respond with two runs here in the sixth. The 3-0 pitch to Abreu, they walk him. He goes down to first base. And Juan Moncada's going to get another chance. Richards is up to 30 pitches and struggling this inning. He's given up two runs. The Rays... Still feel like they want to keep him out there, even though they've been warming up pitchers the entire inning. Mancadas, two for three. Two singles, two RBI in this game. He was clutch last night with the big two-run single that tied it in the ninth. Fouls this one off, 0-1 the count. The next offering. Low, curveball, 1-1. One one. Mancada now on the left side of the plate for the first time all game. The 1-1 pitch. High changeup just catches the zone on the outside corner. 1-2. Abreu with a moderate lead at first. Two outs. Bottom of the sixth inning. 6-5 six to five White Sox. Ripped out in center field. Tailing back towards the wall. Get up! Get up! It's gone! Yoan Moncada hits a two-run home run just to the left of the batter's eye into the stands in the third row, 431 feet, out of here at 101.1 miles per hour. And the White Sox now extend the lead that they just got for the first time this inning and lead this game 8-5. to five. And this right here, this right here is why it was important for Giolito to calm down. He didn't get the start he wanted, but he's a big reason why this team had the chance to climb back into it. And this bullpen now, taxed as it is, 
is going to have to find a way to hold it. Diego Castillo is coming in now for his 19th appearance. He's 0-2, 3.63 earned run average, 17 and a third innings. Aloy Jimenez is one for three and stands up there with two outs and nobody on. First ball goes back to the backstop, 1-0 the count. He's four for 10 in this series with a double. The other three hits have been singles. He has driven in one RBI. Fouls this down the first baseline, one and one, but he came into this series one of the hottest hitters on the team. They've done a good job knowing when to pitch around him. This one's grounded to second base. Nice play made over to first. They're going to get him. Almost got through. The inning is over, but the Chicago White Sox put up four in the sixth inning. And they now lead it 8-5. to five. Aaron Bummer's going to come in a little early tonight, it looks like. Bummer comes walking out here to start the seventh inning. His 17th appearance. He's 1-1 one one with two saves, 18 innings pitched, and a 1.50 earned run average. 27 strikeouts to just four walks. And he gets Joey Wendell, the leadoff man, who's a lefty, throws a cut fastball inside that misses for ball one, 1-0 one the count. With the very heavy left-handed hitting lineup, Renteria wants to immediately send a statement to the top of their order and send in his best pitcher, who's also a lefty, and matches up well against them. As you look down the lineup right now, everybody that's coming up here soon has a harder time with left-handed pitching. This is one of the best. Inside cut fastball misses two and one. Wendell's two for three. Lifts this one into left field. Underneath it is Jimenez. He'll make the play, and there's one gone. Jose Martinez comes up. He's 0 for three. He has three strikeouts, including in a big situation the last time he was up. And with one out, the first pitch is grounded down the third baseline, just fouls, Moncada grabs it over third base. 0-1 the count. The next offering from Bummer, inside cut fastball just misses 1-1. Sox were trailing 4-0 behind three home runs for the Rays. After they tie it up at four, the Rays get a solo shot to make it 5-4. The Sox score four last inning. They've scored seven in the last two innings to change this game from being four to nothing to eight to five. Grounded to Mancata over to first. Abreu steps out of the bag. There's two gone. So the first two are up and out. And Austin Meadows, the lefty, and three hitter in this lineup, 0 for 2 so far, steps in against Bummer. A high cut fastball taken for a ball 1-0. and Renteria using his really, really talented left-handed pitcher and a high leverage situation here in the seventh. This one's fouled off down the first baseline. The count is even at one. The next offering. Chop foul into the camera well down the first baseline. One and two. Swung on and missed a slider. He sits down Meadows. Bummer does his job. One, two, three. Through the top of the seventh, we're going to sing a song and get to the bottom of the seventh with the Sox leading eight to five. Brendan McKay, 20th appearance. He was there last night. 5.75 earned run average. The lefty's going to come in and face Edwin Encarnacion. So the lefty against the righty and the first pitch on the way. A cut fastball catches the outside corner, 0-1. We told you at the beginning of the game, when the Sox went down, the offense is too good, the game is not over. Last night, they're losing 3-0 after the top of the first inning. They end up going 14 innings. 
This team has an offense this year. Some of it was developed. Some of it was picked up in the offseason. Guys like Grandal, who's having a heck of a game tonight. You know, those, those guys matter. Encarnacion is having a rough night tonight. He's 0-2 right now. But he has been contributing a lot during this run. Early in the season. High fastball misses 1-2 now from McKay. The next offering. Swung on it, sent down the third baseline, hooking foul near the pole. Long foul ball. The count remains 1-2. and two. The next offering. And he gets him looking on a curveball that catches the zone. Low and inside. Encarnacion with another strikeout. He is a streaky player. We have seen him go home run in four straight games, and we've seen him strike out six, seven times over the period of two or three days. Adam Engel stands in, one for three. He's 0-1 in the count quickly as he takes a strike from McKay. McKay had his number last night, even though he does pretty well against left-handed pitching. This one's a rope right to Choi, who catches it out of the air. That had extra bases. Choi was playing way off of first base, closer to second. If he's closer to the line, that hooks around him and goes all the way down to the corner. Instead, it's a line out. And there's two outs in the bottom of the seventh. Leary Garcia puts one down the line, and now Choi's guarding the line. What, is he psychic? Two unassisted threes because the first baseman's in the perfect spot, and it wasn't the same spot. End of seven, eight, five socks. Aaron Bummer is going to remain in against Brandon Lowe. His first offering, a sinker, is fouled off. A very lefty, heavy team. You don't want to wear out Bummer, but it only took him 11 pitches last inning. He has come in for other innings. And pitched two and sometimes three. Announced attendance tonight, 17,035. The 1-1 pitch is fouled down the third base line. Big shift put on for low. Mancata's over at short. Anderson's behind second. And out in short right field is Danny Mendick. Swung on and missed on a four-seamer. Up high at his eye level. Couldn't lay off it. Bummer sits him down. One out here in the top of the eighth inning. Jace Fry, another lefty. And Steve Ciszek warm up in the bullpen. Choi rounds this one over to Mancada, who stayed in that shift. He throws it from short over to Abreu. One pitch, one out there. And there's two outs now in the top of the eighth inning. And this is the Achilles heel of Tampa Bay. They don't match up well with left-handed pitching. With two outs, Adames comes in. And with a righty up there, Steve Ciszek is going to come into the game. So with two outs, Ciszek comes in for his 16th appearance. He's 1-0. He's got two saves. He's got 18 and two-thirds innings pitched, and he hasn't given up a run yet this season. 20 strikeouts to nine walks. Righty's hitting 167 against him. Lefty's hitting 111. He was not available last night. They said he's not 100% tonight, but he's ready to pitch. Inside sinker taken for a strike. 0-1. Jace Fry continues to warm, although if we get to him, we're in trouble. But it makes sense to have another lefty ready to go just in case. They do not match up well against them. And we've seen that in this series. I wish we had an entire bullpen full of lefties as this one swung on and missed a sinker inside 0-2. When you get to a righty like Adamas, you got a guy like Ciszek. Why not? Two outs, top of the eighth. Sox up by three. The 0-2 pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. He got him on three pitches. That one was inside and down at his shoelaces. He couldn't lay off. Ciszek only needs three pitches 
to end this inning. The bullpen locking it down as we go to the bottom of the eighth up by three. Now there's a question as to whether or not Colome will come in in the ninth inning, and I'll tell you why. He went two innings last night. That is not normal for him. Now he's out there throwing, but so is Jace Fry. I would imagine that Renteria might get inventive in the ninth inning. You already have a three-run lead. You might not need to go to your closer. The plan might be, see if you don't have to go to him and save him a little bit and let him recover. This one sent down the third baseline. Back towards the wall. Gone! Danny Mendick on the first pitch. Sends it out for a second home run of the season. 364 feet into the bullpen. Down the third baseline. Gets out of here at 100.9 miles per hour. A solo shot for Mendick. That's a guy with something to prove. Everybody talks about the rookies, Robert and Madrigal. This guy's a rookie too, basically. Came up towards the back end of last year, got a taste. And he's outperforming the other two. And that goes back to something we talked about on Socks in the Basement. Robert and Madrigal are going to struggle early because you didn't give him a taste last year playing games with service time. Danny Mendick is outperforming the two of them right now at the plate and playing some really good defense and brings speed. Tim Anderson's up two for four, takes the ball inside, 1-0 the count from McKay. The next one swung on and missed an inside four seamer. The 1-1 count. Anderson charges this one into left center field, tailing back towards the wall. It's going to get down and get to the wall. Anderson's around, and he's in the second base already as it's picked up. He will slow up and stay there with no outs. The White Sox getting it done. Alex Colome has sat down. Kelvin Herrero's up, warming up with Jace Fry, and Cishek could also continue in the next inning. Sox are up by four, trailing four to nothing. The White Sox put together a run, and then got seven runs over two innings, came out of that stretch up eight to five. They get a ninth run here. Ground ball to first base from Grandal. They'll step on the bag, but Anderson's over to third. So he moves the runner along. One out in the bottom of the eighth, and Abreu comes up one for three with a single, an RBI, and a run scored. Two for seven in the series. Sox couldn't find the hits last night when they mattered. But the floodgates have opened here. You got to think they've seen these pitchers already. They Everybody got to look at them last night. Both bullpens emptied. So now it's down to Ross Skill. And I don't think the bullpen for the Rays are fooling anybody. Just like Evan Marshall didn't fool the Rays. He gave up a home run to the first guy he saw. 2-1 to Abreu. Four seamer inside, swung on and missed 2-2. Two and two. Any advantage you might have because they haven't seen you in a series is pretty much out the window after that 14-inning contest last night. Now it's skill against skill. Abreu swings and misses at an inside cut fastball. He's down on strikes. So McKay outskilled Abreu there, who I said is getting a lot of strikeouts over the past week. But here's a guy who's been red hot, Yohan Mancada, three for four. Multiple RBIs. He's been the straw that stirs the drink for the White Sox. His season average with runners in scoring position now up to 371. His regular season batting average is also up. He came in hitting 331 before going three for four up to this point. He's 0-1 here. Ball in the dirt. Going to keep it in front of him. Anderson danced down the line, but realized that the ball was close enough that he was not going to get there. Count is 1-1. One one. The pitch on the way. Low inside curveball. 2-1 the count. 
Outside for Seamer, three and one with Jimenez on deck. So in the Catbird seat is Moncada with a runner on third and two outs here in the bottom of the eighth. Sends this one deep down the first baseline foul. Count is full. The payoff pitch. Sent down the first baseline again. It's going to get out of play. And we'll redo it. Two outs in the bottom of the eighth. Socks up by four. 3-2 count to Moncada. The pitch. Ripped out to the gap in left center field. That's going to get down and score Anderson. Moncada with another RBI. This guy's on fire. Four for five in this game. All the big hits last night in a losing effort. Yoan Moncada really coming into his own in that four spot in the lineup. And now he stands on first base as Jimenez. Stands out there with two outs in the bottom of the eighth inning and takes a curveball outside for ball one. Four seamer misses outside, two and oh the count. Next pitch swung on and missed a four seam fastball, two and one. Jimenez stands in. He's only one for four tonight, the pitch. Popped out into right field, curving foul towards the stands and is caught over the railing about two sections before you get to the foul pole. Nice play out there by Austin Meadows, but the White Sox add on two more. They go to the top of the ninth inning, leading by five. Steve Ciszek comes in. He'll continue to the ninth inning after three pitches. Got him the last out of the eighth. First pitch here. Rounded over to Moncada, over to first. He scoops it and throws it in a nice play. And right away, one pitch, one out. As Mike Zanito comes up. He's the last guy to score for the race. He had a solo home run in the sixth inning to break a 4-4 tie right after the White Sox had tied it up in the last half inning, getting three runs. Sox came right back out and scored four, and they haven't looked back. Ten to five White Sox here in the top of the ninth inning in a game that looked terrible at the start. And that's why you hang in there. The 0-1 pitch is fouled back 0-2 quickly to Zanito as Ciszek is working quickly, and he gets a bunch of righties to go after. The pitch. Did he go? They're going to appeal down to first base and say he didn't. Close on the check swing, a couple of boos. The fans thought he went around. One and two the count here with one out in the top of the ninth inning. Ciszek with the delivery. Fouled back in between the legs of Grandal. He's getting beat up right now. His catching counterparts put a few of them into his protective equipment. Next one swung on and missed on a slider. He struck him out. Two outs in the top of the ninth inning now for Ciszek who has two strikeouts to the first three batters he's faced. And he's one away here from putting this one away. And Kevin Kiermaier is one for two. He's been hit by a pitch. He's got a home run. And a low outside four seamer to the lefty hits the corner for a strike 0-1. A team effort tonight for the White Sox. We saw a hit and run. We saw a few stolen bases. We saw timely hitting. We saw guys going first to third and second to home. This one's fouled off the 0-2 pitch. Low and inside misses, 1-2. and two. And we saw a bullpen come in, and with the exception of one hiccup by Evan Marshall, just shut this Rays team down. A low sinker misses, 2-2. Two and two. And in reality, it'll go down if Ciszek can finish this off as just Bummer and Ciszek taking the last three innings. Struck him out on a slider looking at the knees. He can't believe he's out. The White Sox are going to let him argue with the umpire as they shake hands and meet each other in the center of the field for the high fives. 
Sox win this game 10-5. An exciting back and forth the first half. And then the Sox pulled this thing away. We saw everything tonight. Diving catches, big hits, big moments on the mound. Evan Marshall's going to get the win, which is crazy, but he is. Because he was the pitcher of record when the White Sox took the lead for the last time. 10 to 5. They got 10 runs on 17 hits. The Rays, 5 runs on 6. They actually had 4 home runs in this game. That's how they knocked in every run. 3 solo shots and a 2 run home run. Evan Marshall goes a third of an inning, gives up a home run, and gets one out. He gets the win. I love wins and losses. That's why I don't pay attention to them in baseball. The save goes to Steve Ciszek. I don't know how that's a save opportunity in any way whatsoever. That's messed up. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. I know he's on the mound at the end. You're up by five runs. That isn't a save. Trevor Richards gets the loss. He goes an inning in two-thirds, gives up three hits, three strikeouts, four earned runs, and a walk. Danny Mendick is the player of the game for the White Sox. He goes three for four with a home run and two RBI, but that's what the game says. Want to know who my MVP was? Juan Mancada. Four for five. He had the home run and five RBI. Tim Anderson's three for five with a double and three runs scored. Yasmani Grandal goes three for five with two RBIs. He also scored a run. The whole team did it tonight. Give them all the MVP. I don't care. White Sox win this game. They get another win. They got 22 on the season now. And they go for the series win tomorrow when Dallas Keuchel takes the mound. We've been talking about it through the first two games. Uh, this Rays team doesn't seem set up against left-handed pitching. Dallas Keuchel's a big lefty who was really good last time out. Join us tomorrow. Remember, this game brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park at 33rd in Princeton. Remember to support them by using Grubhub or going directly to corkandcarryatthepark.com. Every game simulated every day since opening day and the recap always on the world famous Socks on 35th blog at SoxOn35th.com this has been another White Sox simulated game in a simulated season brought to you by Socks in the Basement found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com bye bye everybody Socks in the Basement Socks in the Basement Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on socksinthebasement.com.